2: following program is brought to you in Living Color on NBC. That's right. Ooh. We're all in color today. Yes. Glorious Living Color. The uh, Arthur's in a good mood. She gave Dawn the budget to push the button. We're all in color today. It's great. Oh
1: my gosh. Well, after a weekend of celebrations, you know, every 33 years, we've got Easter. Uh-huh. We have Passover and Ramadan. Okay. All three at the same time, which oh. does not happen. Well, but every th- thirty-three years.
2: Oh well, there oh, we go. That's why. That's I mean. Yeah, that's why that's we're why. all mm-hmm.
1: all in color.
2: All in color. Wow. I'm sure, youngins. Hey, youngins, listening. Uh, you have no concept. Uh, you, you probably think, oh, what the hell is that clip that they always play? It is so weird for folks to think about. And it wasn't that long ago. It was just the mid '60s. Uh, color uh, television shows were in black and white. For heaven's <laughs> sake,
1: yeah.
2: So that's that's what those opens are for. It was a big darn deal when the network started broadcasting all of their shows in living color. Ooh. that's right and some shows started their run in black and white and switched over to color. um I dream of Genies, one of them bewitched is one of them the uh the monsters I think always remained uh did they switch? I think they switched as well, but a lot of shows began in black and white, and then bada boom, bada bing, bam. Uh, when their network could do it, switched over uh, to color presentation. I always
1: think it's fun because black and white now is an artistic choice.
2: Yes, that's back right, in the Lex. day,
1: that's all there was. That's all there was.
2: <laughs> <laughs> there was no where there was no choice. <laughs> hey, uh, coming up, we have you know Monday we uh, we do a lot of TV talk. We watch crap, so you don't have to yes. or. We tell you to. Um, we're gonna uh, uh, we're gonna talk about old enough, RuPaul, and then I watched probably what's gonna be my new obsession for the next seven weeks. Oh, the f- the First Lady on Showtime, um, that show with Viola Davis, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Gillian Anderson playing three different First Ladies in history. Um, yes, oh, I'm glad you
1: tasted it, Lex. I I'm have so curious,
2: very. Very clear opinions okay. on that show. Very, Ooh. very, very, very Especially clear.
1: Especially with all these leading ladies, you know, we have preconceived notions of them, all of them.
2: Because yep. they're great actors. Uh huh. Well, and we have pre. Well, you know what's interesting? Hey. And we have preconceived notions about the first ladies,
1: right? Oh, of course. Yes.
2: And yeah, but I'm going to start. It's perfect because we just have a few minutes here. I read this article over the weekend. Lex, I'm going to send you the link so we can post it. It was f- fascinating. I think it was in the Journal or the New York Times talking about how Barnes and & Noble, and maybe you'll see it in your algorithm. If if you, if you it comes up on your Google News or your Apple News, make sure you click on it. Actually, I think it was the New York Times because I am a subscriber, so that's why it would come to me. Um, talking about... Boy, have times changed! Barnes and Noble used to be the villain of of like independent booksellers and mm-hmm. uh, and, and the the big bad wolf for the book. It was a love hate relationship that Barnes and Noble had because well, and it was perfectly illustrated in uh, the movie You've Got Mail. Yeah. You know, Bar- Barnes and Noble in the late '90s, early 2000s, gobbled up the market share and put a lot of independent bookstores out out of business. Mm-hmm. Well, now here's yeah, it is the times. Um, while I'm, let me just send this to you right now, Lex, in the back Did you? Right oh, okay, yep. thank yep. you. Sweetie. Here's the headline how Barnes and Noble went from villain to hero to independent booksellers the enormous chain was once a threat now it's vital to their survival and it's doing well so they are talking about how you know a lot of these big box stores with the um, uh, with the explosion of Amazon with online uh, 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 sellers a lot of these big box stores in any category have kind of shuttered um and including well think of the bookstores uh, mm-hmm. in its heyday we no longer have borders borders closed up
1: yep I um, borders
2: yeah. yeah well now now uh, Barnes and Noble is actually turning the tide and they are now actually in this even in this online world thriving. They are now thriving. They've changed their strategy. They're not selling so much ancillary crap. Remember, you used to walk into oh. a Barnes and Noble and it would be, it's a you toy could get a, store. It, You could get toys, toyslex. You could get sex toys. You could get uh, oh. puzzles and games. <laughs> yeah.
0: Puzzle and game Lots sex toys.
2: toys. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but now, they are they are just laser they are focused. Fo- laser focused. That's and crazy. they're doing they're doing partnerships. Uh they're doing partnerships with independent bookstores. And for the for the book industry, it's really all about discovery. The word discovery was in this article about a thousand times, and it talked about how independent shops um and uh, you know, uh, are really the key for folks introducing themselves to new titles. So they they go to these bookstores, they're introduced to a title, either they buy it there, or then they go to Barnes & Noble and vice versa. So they're talking about this unlikely alliance between these small stores and Barnes yes. & and Noble. And, and because now they're so laser-focused, people are coming back they're now coming back to the bookstore they're coming back Ooh. to Barnes & Noble um it's, at it's 14% re- yes
1: wow yeah when you think about all of the hurdles against Barnes & Noble yes all of the online offerings have they joined like an for audiobooks i know they actually sell the physical cd's or wherever way you you take them, but otherwise are they doing that digitally? Mm. I don't
2: know about that, but listen, let me just read this and Lex, you're so prolific on TikTok. Listen to this. They've also gotten younger people into the fold in their ranks. Let me just read you a portion of this article. We're talking about the reemergence of Barnes and Noble because I know there's a lot of my talkers that that are big readers. You know, Lori and Julia feature a lot of Arthur, uh, authors here. Uh, it oh, yeah. is also Barnes and Noble has also paid close attention to books that have taken off on TikTok, where viral clips of readers weeping over books they love have pushed many titles onto the bestseller list. Barnes and Noble has also stopped taking fees from publishers to place particular books in highly visible spots, like by the entrance or in the window. It, yes. Uh, now, it seemed like free money, but the bigwig said it caused a cascade of problems. Books nobody wanted to buy were prominently displayed, and big orders that didn't sell had to be shipped back. So basically, they, re- they were taking money from publishers that were like, hey, we got this turd, but we really we really need you to put it in the front of your store.
1: Yeah, but, that matters. But,
2: but readers were smart. They're not going to buy a turd no matter where you put it. So now imagine this. Again, going back to basics. Barnes & Noble are putting good books in great locations. What and a concept. A lot of
0: local books. Local yes. authors. That's what I've noticed. I'm like, oh gosh, look at all the... You just walk in and it's right there. Yep.
2: And the final component, and we have to go. I apologize. This went on, but... Uh, uh, they said after 15 years of Barnes and Noble stores being quote and very bluntly ugly and outdated they're finally freshening up all of the stores to make them more uh appealing like they were in their heyday. So Ooh. yeah, the executive said basically our stores were ugly. <laughs> <laughs> so they are making them more cozy, more modern and people are responding. Personally, I'm not a huge reader, but I've always loved Lex. You and I have talked oh, I about love it. Going to the, Har, Noble. the Harmar uh, Barnes and Noble, Lex, you and I have talked about no, countless yeah, that's times. A great one. I loved hanging out there, even though I, I'm not a huge I unfortunately don't have a lot of time for reading. Um, I love this. This made me so happy when I saw this headline. I'm glad they're doing well. I really am. People want to
0: be with each other, um, they want someplace to go also. Yep. Um, and to read their books. So they want to buy a book, and I just love the fact that they have a cafe there, which hopefully are coming back, that you can just sit down. And it just feels good, like you're not sitting on your couch watching TV. Absolutely. You're having a coffee, and you're drinking a and you're looking at other people. Ooh, you're like,
1: sweet honey, are you single? (laughs) Hey. 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 And you're listening to other people's conversations. Yep. Ooh, I wonder if there's a Barnes & Noble love story. I bet there are. (laughs)
2: Hey, did You're you meet like, your lover? Call us oh at Barnes & Noble. Oh, yes, yes. Please?
1: you bonded over anime or something? Let yeah. us know.
2: So cheers. Here's to books and here's oh, to Barnes & Noble. Yeah, go read that article, my talkers. When we come back from books to TV, uh, we're going to talk about old enough. What is that? Alexis and Dawn will tell you when we come back. Spring into a new season with a beautiful new smile. And for the best smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. Five-star.
0: That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend, Dr. Amy, is doing it right. Listen to what one review says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. Dr. Hughes and her team are wonderful, 10 out of 10. My daughter had an excellent experience getting a beautiful enhanced smile with veneers from Dr. Hughes. The entire experience was pleasant and timely, From the initial consultation, regularly checking in throughout the process, and the best part, her new beautiful smile.
1: I jumped on the Google, too, and here's what one client said. Whether you're looking for a couple of veneers, a full mouth reconstruction, or even if you have sleep apnea and want to get rid of your CPAP, Dr. Hughes is who you should go and see. She can help you achieve all of your smile goals and have you feeling more confident
2: than ever. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, Hughes-Dental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult. And be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover.
0: What, what is this a taste, taste test?
2: About? Taste test. I'm in. Give me a
0: taste.
2: Oh, could I just try a little sample?
1: Give me a taste. Just a bit. Just a taste. It tastes cheesier.
2: Let your taste decide.
1: <laughs> Jason and Alexis present
2: TV taste test. Give me a taste. Welcome back. That's right. From books to TV, uh, we watch crap, so you don't have to. Alexis and Dawn have watched old enough. Um, Okay, what is this, ladies? What is this? Okay, you're
1: watching this, and don't you feel Dawn? There's like a combination of thrill. I've cried and terrified. Okay, they're only seven to twelve minutes
0: episodes. Yeah, they're short. Let me repeat: seven to twelve minute episodes. (laughs) It's like it's these your dream. (laughs) It's just so great because you don't feel like you're committing to something like, okay, let me do It's something you do in between when you're waiting for someone to pick you up or, you know, they're great. Um, The concept is it's a Japanese show that's been on since 2013 and they film these little kids. And when I say little, I mean, two to four years old, the oldest I've seen is like almost four They give them errands to do, and they say, go do it, and they just shut the door, and then the kid goes off, and they have, like, all these tasks, like, (laughs) go to the fish market, get me some curry, get me this kind of fish, and some some tempura um, octopus, (laughs) and the kid's like, (laughs) konnichiwa, and then they just, and then the camera crew follows them. And they're tiny, tiny. And then they, some of them have a little flag that says stop on it for so they can cross the street. You can't believe what these kids accomplish. It's like adult tasks. Uh, yeah.
2: Okay. Because the minute I put in Old Enough, uh-huh. the first YouTube clip that came up was a story that the Today Show did four days ago. And the headline, Old Enough Generates Parenting Debate.
1: Oh, yeah. Big time.
2: Are people mad about this? Oh,
1: I can absolutely see this. I, it's just, yeah, you're watching, you're like really thrilled for the little kids because they're, their sense of autonomy, like they're just, like, I can go do this. I can go get the groceries and be helpful to my parents. You know, you can yeah. see that in them. But at the same time, I mean, they're crossing major streets. They're walking down to buy the groceries. And so you also have this sense of like, ooh, is this, is this okay? Is this, this two-year-old is going? But then it also is just a... Uh, in Japan, that there's this level of
2: podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uap podcast.com
1: and maybe at one point we did but we don't have any more for sure i mean there would be no way i would let my son walk up to the gas station and get milk and bring it back by himself now they do have a
0: camera crew of about eight people around them following them up close and they show the cameraman so for me that completely erases any controversy of is this
1: okay you know what oh, I mean? right. But our, I guess what, as I'm watching, I'm thinking that they're just capturing something that already happens. Like they just let the kids go. Um, they're just capturing it, you know, for us to see. Yeah. Um, but I don't think they would ever let
0: them be in real danger. That's my point. Oh, right, right, like, right. Or
1: get kidnapped,
0: of or you know, yeah. anything. You know, they might fall the down show. with their bag of cabbage or whatever and cry, but. I don't know. I think it's overly sensitive Americans, probably.
2: I was (laughs) going to ask, uh, Lex made a good point. Do you think, Lex, that uh, and I think the answer is yes, we are projecting our own situation onto a culture that's very different. We're 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 putting our we're projecting our own fears.
1: Helicopter parents. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I, think, okay. I think there there's also there's a combination of that with the world we live in now and we feel like maybe it's scarier than ever at yeah. least for children, but also for me as I'm watching there's a sense of nostalgia because mm. I remember when my mom would go, "Hey, go up to the store." Uh, and I'd get on my bike, I'd get all the things we needed. Now, granted I wasn't 2 or 4, but still, you know, I was like Seven, eight years old, I remember going to the store to, to get what we needed and feeling very safe doing that. So for me, it's it's almost a sadness as I'm watching, too, because you do want... Your kids to feel and you to feel comfortable just letting them out because what the other thing that you see is yes the kid it's really like whoa this kid is going walking and doing this but you also see the adult response to them the people working at the store and they're helping them and they They give them the right change and they help them cross the street and so it's it's a real community that sense that you get that everyone's willing to help yeah and that's that's really part of the sweetness of the show.
2: I think
0: you should just watch an episode, and you will. It's Jason, quick. It's quick. It's so
1: quick. You could do it between a couple oh, of commercials. Done. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The second episode, I was just dying because <laughs> the mom uh, and uh, family picks uh, tangerines, and oh my god, <laughs> do you love this? Yeah, mandarin. Oh, oranges. Mandarin. I'm sorry. Yeah, mandarins. Oh, oh. And they go and they task the kid, the four-year-old, to go home. There's nobody there because they're working to go and squeeze them some juice. And he knows where all the equipment is. But he's like, I'm home alone. And he just, he pieces the dog around with, with the net. net. I mean, he's it's like, can he do it? And the
0: narrators are so funny. It's like, uh-oh, the circuits aren't working in his brain. Uh-oh, he's distracted. And the look on their faces. And then when they remember I mean, that kid was gone for an hour just playing, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, "Uh, where is he?" So they, the mom calls on the phone, and he picks it up. Have he you lies. made the, Have you made the juice yet? And he goes, "Yes, I made the juice." Hasn't no, done a thing. Absolutely not. He has not made the juice.
1: Chases the dog a little bit more, and then he comes with the juice, and he has like this big thermos and like a quarter of it. Just has... yeah, he just squeezed like oh. one mandarin, and they have to share it between the parents and the grandparents, and uh, but oh my goodness, it's just a really cute like. If you, if you go with it and not think about some of the scary, like our own fears. thoughts and fears of that. Environmental
2: fears, yeah. It's
1: really a delightful show. If you kind of okay. just go with the bit, yeah, knowing that old, they're okay.
2: Old enough on Netflix. We have so much TV to talk about. We're going to uh, put games on the shelf for today. When we come back, I will tell uh, all of you and the ladies about my first impressions of the First Lady Um, The new limited series on Showtime. I have thoughts (laughs) when we come back. Lex, remember when you told me about your friends and their marital challenges? Well, do you really want to know how to diagnose and help people? I've got the place for you. St. Mary's University of Minnesota has two graduate programs that are right up your alley.
0: Ooh, you could tell people how to make their marriage better. You know how
1: you always love to help people? Wait, that sounds great.
2: Mary's is their focus on their students. It's all about student success. Their faculty and staff are the people who get to know you and all become your allies on your educational journey.
0: To learn more and connect with them, head to msumn.edu or my talk keyword, St. Mary's.
2: Welcome back. Game time will return tomorrow at its regularly scheduled time. All right. But, But once again, our cup (laughs) <laughs> runneth over. <laughs> yeah, Mondays. Our cup runneth over. Uh, so much entertainment that we consumed, and we want to tell you whether it's worth your time or skip yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, this one um, I'm
1: especially curious about. Geez.
2: Oh, God. Uh, luckily, Lex, I was on... Um, we got home last night from our very fancy Easter dinner. Oh. And when I say very fancy, I mean... The shortstop bar and grill in Coon Rapids, but anyway, uh, we <laughs> yeah, got <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> that sounds Mama, delicious. <laughs> Mama has put a pause on uh, Easter festivities for a year, so that's where we went. Anyway,
1: that's so much work.
2: The girl, said, she didn't her. need it. No, please. We had burgers, <laughs> we had burgers and fries and tots. That's, I mean, that's yeah. that's just what the Easter bunny ordered. That's all I needed. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we got home and we wanted to catch up on, on some things. And Colin's always very generous with the TV time. Cause he knows, you know, we need content. So he goes, well, what, do you need capital? N? what do you need to watch for the shows? And I said, well, we, let's catch up on Julia. I want to see if there's any new revelations to talk about. And there was, maybe we'll get to that today or tomorrow. But anyway, I said, uh, and I was on Twitter when he was asking, and lo and behold an ad actually worked because as i'm scrolling a, a showtime ad came up and i'm and it reminded me like oh my goodness that premieres tonight i'm talking about the first lady yes um now this is the limited series but there's going to be a couple seasons from what i gather this is the uh, the series about various first ladies in history each season my understanding is will cover three three first ladies and, and each episode intertwines their stories. You, you don't just get an episode about one and then the next episode's about the other. No, it's brilliantly produced and woven. The stories you, you spend a few minutes with one and then there's like a cool ticker at the bottom and then the date moves to the date of whatever first lady. So this I one. I was
1: wondering how they were going to do that.
2: Yeah. So this one is about Michelle Obama, Betty Ford. And Eleanor Roosevelt. Yes. And Viola Davis, who is also an executive producer, uh, is Michelle Obama. Mm -hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer is Betty Ford. Mm -hmm. And Gillian Anderson is uh, Eleanor Roosevelt. Let me start off in the middle by saying, give Michelle Pfeiffer... And Emmy right now.
1: Really?
0: That's uh, the juiciest uh, out of all uh, three, probably. Uh, uh, as yeah. far as material both goes.
2: physicality. Well, see, Dawn, I thought that. And you are right. But uh, my second positive is, is, an, is, a, is an addition to that. Michelle Pfeiffer, in both physicality and performance... Will give you chills, especially if you lived in the era and you know what the real Betty Ford looked and acted like. She is phenomenal. Phenomenal. There is a scene, this really should be called kick ass, first ladies, because <laughs> yes, you really the
0: choosing of those three are so oh, great.
2: You see
0: choice, not
2: choice. you see the power. You see the determination. Mm. You see their strength. Um, sometimes stronger than the men they had to stand behind. Mm. Um, especially in the case of Betty Ford. I'm not giving anything away, but girl, mm. let me tell you, I'm just this will just tell you how good this show is. There's a scene, and I don't understand. It's not getting great critical reviews. They can all kiss my butt because mm-hmm. I I really loved it, and as did Colin there is a scene election dawn where martin luther king's mother had been had been shot uh 1974 and nobody in the administration uh was going to fly to the funeral and betty so there's a scene where they're in there uh, there's a scene in the in the oval office where Don Rumsfeld, who I believe was Jerry Ford's chief of staff or was getting ready to be Um, Don Rumsfeld, who later became defense secretary under uh, George W Don gets a phone call and she and the guy, the person goes, um, the vice president's wife is um, on a on basically Air Force three or whatever, um, has requested a plane to fly to the funeral So Don goes aboard that goes aboard the plane and Betty's sitting there like she's leaning back like, bitch, what are you going to do? She's sitting (laughs) there.
1: Oh, my God. God.
0: She's
2: sitting back and Don Don is like, you know, very condescending, like, ma'am, you know, um, I don't know if you basically saying I don't know if you should be leading um, the administration's response and her and and Betty's response is. Why am I the only person in this administration giving a response? That's what you should be asking. And she's like, Don, what have you become? And Ooh. basically, basically Real shoes time. him off, basically shoes him off the plane. And I'm like, you go. I didn't know that about I didn't know that she was the only representative from the administration to go wow. to the future. So she base she she sits back with her daughter, and she's like, "I'm not. I'm th- this plane is going, uh huh." So she she dismisses Don, and she looks and she goes, "How did she put it?" She goes, "That we can get up." Uh, she's basically like, "Let's get this plane in the air. oh, that's what she goes. Let's get this plane in the air." <laughs> this is like, you go, Betty Ford, wow. and then Eleanor, Jillian is phenomenal. And I had no idea you, um, you, uh, FDR's mom is played brilliantly by Ellen Burstyn Ooh. and Ellen or, or FDR's mom and Eleanor don't really see, uh, see eye to eye. Uh, FDR's mom did not want him running for any office after it was discovered that he had, he had polio. And Eleanor basically looks, you know, stares down the mother-in-law and says, FD, you know, Franklin can do whatever he wants to do. I'm not going to limit Franklin. And yes. basically, it's pathetic that you are. And then the next scene that you see, it goes, then it jumps to 31 or whatever. Um, and then, boom, they're at FDR's inauguration. Mm. And she looks, uh, his chief of staff once is trying to shish her off to meet with uh, First Lady Hoover And she wants to help FDR with his speech, with his inauguration speech. And they're basically like, go, go to the White House. We need you to go Hoover. And she goes, wait a minute. She goes, I'm good enough to help him get here. But now I'm not good enough to help him keep it. (gasps) Oh, chills. Lex, it was so good. And then and then my so there's the two positives. Here's my only thing, which I fear telling you because I don't want you to focus on this. But TMZ has the story this morning. And When I woke up, I saw the story. I went, oh, God, I'm not alone. I'm sadly not alone. Oh, no. Viola uh, Davis. Okay. Yep. Viola Davis as Michelle Obama is good. However. She does this duck lip, this pursed lip thing, this physicality, this physical... That's per- <laughs> Dawn, doesn't like it? Like
0: Shana from...
2: Kinda. She does this pursed lip thing, which, in fairness... Michelle does. Michelle Obama does do on occasion. Yeah. But it is so distracting. Oh. Um. So distracting that it's almost... And I hate saying this because I have so much love and respect for Viola... I think she is such a phenomenal actress. Guys, I have to be honest, though. It almost becomes parody. It know. almost is like yeah. it's an SNL um, you know character characterization of Michelle Obama.
1: You know what's so funny that you say that, Jace, is that a couple weekends ago, CBS Sunday Morning co- had a story about the show. Yeah. And they just showed some previews of it. And I thought and they showed the purse lip to f- a few times. And I thought, that's. A lot. That's kind of overkill. So I can't even imagine in the actual show if she does it a lot. Oh, it's, she also has the hardest role, though. She yeah, does because we we've know seen what her she, so much. Thank you. We've yes. heard and
0: seen her so much. The other yeah. ones, not a lot of footage. And, mm.
2: and she said that, didn't right. she, Lex, in the yep. Sunday morning profile? She, she said, understandably, there's hours and, hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage of Michelle Obama. So she does have the hardest job. Again, guys, that is a minor, that's a minor blip on what I can. I cannot wait for Sundays again. I I can't wait to see this unfold because the show ends and Betty Ford is not happy. She does. She wants to retire. She didn't want this. She didn't want this life. She didn't want Jerry being, you know, she is pissed, girl. And Ooh. now he's getting ready to get into the White House, obviously, when Nixon resigns. And that leads to a whole... Anyway, fascinating. Can't Ooh. recommend it enough. So there's
1: one episode available? Is that One episode okay. available right Showtime? now. Showtime?
2: Showtime, my okay. friends. Showtime. Really good. The First Lady. Uh, 743, when we come back, our new Monday and Wednesday sensation, part one of... Am I the asshat? Next. Am am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. Am I wrong? You're not
1: wrong, Walter. You're just an ass Am I wrong?
2: Am I the asshat? Okay, it's our new Monday and Wednesday sensation, Am I the Asshat? I talk about this segment with my family more than any other thing we've ever done in my life. So, anyway. (laughs) It does come uh, up all
1: the time, doesn't it? It
2: does come up all. It came up again on Friday. So, Mm -hmm. But in a fun way. Like, it's a great conversation starter. Yeah. Uh, Welcome back. Jason and Alexis in the morning. Okay. uh, This is from the uber-popular Reddit threads. Am I the a-hole? Obviously, for legal reasons, we've changed it. <laughs> so, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, uh-huh. Uh So who has them today? Who I could do them. Yeah.
0: Okay, here's the first one. Am I the asshat for not wanting to name our kids after Minecraft? Minecraft okay. is a game, okay? <laughs> I... I'm a female, 34 years old. I'm pregnant with twin boys, and my husband, same age, told me that he was dead set on naming our sons Notch and Jeb. I know most of you are probably unaware, but these are names of two of the people who created Minecraft. My husband is a big Minecraft fan and builds stuff on the game a lot and has Minecraft posters. He even said he wants to play Minecraft with his sons. I told my husband that I want him to give our children regular names, not after Minecraft because... They are not objects. And my husband got really defensive about it, saying that he should be able to choose because he is their father and I never gave any name suggestions. I will never name my children after Minecraft because I don't want them to get bullied and feel like it's dehumanizing to name them after a game. I told my husband that I'd rather get a divorce than name our kids after the creators of Minecraft. And he got really angry and raised his voice. I'm pregnant and my hormones... Uh maybe made me really emotional because I started crying. A few hours after that, we calmed down and I asked him again and he said he will for sure name his kids Notch and Jeb. Am I the asshat?
2: Oof. Um
0: He's doubling down.
2: He yeah, he's not even backing down. (laughs) She's like,
0: I'm I would get a divorce if you named our kids Notch and Jeb.
2: Wow. Um Lex. Um,
1: I don't think she's the asshat. I think that there's room for compromise and they need to work on this, whether it's a nickname, it's a middle name Mm. and come up with some common ground because it sounds like they're both just very like, nope, my way or the highway doesn't work that way, especially in other
0: times when you're parenting.
1: Right. Like,
0: I'm afraid that this guy will be like, no, I won't do this. I won't do that. You know, yeah, this could be a
1: foretaste of oh, God, other I mean, decisions. That raising
0: are- kids together as a couple Whew. is the biggest. Like, you come from your own perspective and parenting ways and how you were raised, and the other person has their other way. I can't even imagine mm-hmm. trying to combine that. That's I did not mm. do that. Unfortunately, my daughter's father wasn't in her life, so I would have rather him be in her life. But I sure I'm glad I didn't have to compromise. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Honestly,
0: uh, it's it's the hardest
2: thing. Look, if we ever had a kid, would I love to name her Paige? And then she would be Paige Matheson from Knott's Landing? Of course I would. <laughs> would I ever do that to Colin? <laughs> <laughs> he
0: might love it, though. Actually, that's a cute but, name. I'm sorry. It is. It's but a great... Yeah. It's,
2: it's my It's my... Would, but would yeah. I ever... But I. all kidding aside, I would never... I wouldn't do that. That's because it's a big deal. It's you're not just deciding what to have for dinner tonight, which by the way, Colin, I'm thinking of uh, jersey mikes tonight. But anyway, um <laughs> but naming humans a big deal. But name it thank you. It's, it's not about you. That's a t-shirt right? Naming humans is a big deal. Yeah. I loved who Don was it you. Why don't th- I think he's the hole.
1: Yeah, he's the asshat. He's the uh, he's the asshat. So she is not. Can no. they both be kind of like a little both be? Okay,
2: yeah, maybe. Yeah. Lex. yeah. Because she needs to compromise too. Because
1: well, if she hasn't offered any names herself, it, it I thought that was one of the lines, right? That yeah. she so if she hasn't oh. said here's what I want, you know. Well, for and I that think that a conversation. good
2: conversation. I thought a good compromise, Lex, is what Don you just said. Why not put? Uh, notch or whatever the hell
0: notch and jeb
2: maybe jeb could be a fun middle name or a nickname i mean middle name whatever oh, you know what i mean go
0: for that uh, yeah middle name i think is a good idea lex said that
2: yes oh yeah, lex, that's yeah. a good
0: because then it's just you don't have to hear it yeah if he at home wants to call him jeb but his real yes. name is bradley bradley mm-hmm. jeb right and a kid can decide and he can go to school and be bradley and come home and be jeb yeah yeah.
2: Name him Joe and then he's Joe Jeb and and oh. boom.
0: Some alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's workshop that a little more. <laughs> Joe Jeb.
2: Don, let's workshop that a little bit more. It sounds
0: like one of the uh, 18 kids and counting. <laughs> Joe Jeb. <laughs> yeah,
2: Joe Jeb. This is Joe Jab. This is Jeffrey Jab. This is Jim Jab. Yeah.
0: <laughs> or George uh, Foreman Jim, naming all of his
2: kids jo- uh, George. George. George Jr. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, Lex, I think you're right. She, they're both a spoonful. Yeah, he may be, he may be a third of a cup more yeah. of a behold. He's
0: two thirds. <laughs> He's two
2: thirds of a cup. She is four teaspoons. I would also.
1: She's, oh, okay. Yeah, four I'd also, teaspoons. I'd also ask him too. Mine. Craft is very popular in his life right now. But right. Will yeah. this be popular later on? I
0: know the obsession over games. Trust me. But yeah. like this isn't going to be forever. You're 34 years old. Hello.
2: Now, yeah. Lex, I will point out I've been obsessed with Paige Matheson since the well, 80s, and it hasn't waned. <laughs> so yeah, I am probably different. the exception. But yes,
1: yes, yeah, so it's a very normal name. Yes.
2: Yeah. It's,
0: no yeah. one's going to be like, oh, you mean from Knott's Landing? Yeah. You know what I mean? They'll just be like cute name, Paige. Yeah. But notch Yeah. yeah. Notches, My name's notch. yeah. I'm notch.
2: Are you that thing on an iPhone?
0: And then Jeb just sounds hillbilly. Sorry yeah, maybe Jeb, Jeb's out there. I do Jeb know sounds, why. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Jeb sounds like you have a rope for a belt. Or, and or you take, swim in a cement <laughs> pond with your raccoon. <laughs>
1: or the Oil pond. that is. <laughs> yeah. Oil
2: that is. Black gold. Texas, Texas,
1: Texas tea. tea. <laughs> <laughs> or no. maybe take Jeb and do something cool with Jeb, like. Jebediah? Jeb star. Or Jebediah, yeah. Or maybe that could, you
2: know, some, I don't know. <laughs> Jebediah. Uh, that's
1: biblical.
2: That is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or it sounds like one of the children of the corn.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. It's it scary. does. Well, I don't know. It's very Amish. <laughs> uh.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, so I think, have we decided they're both a little they're bit? They're
1: both asshats they're, here. They're
2: yeah. both a little bit. Yeah. So just just but a little bit. But if you
0: had to do what the Reddit thread does, which is simply say, it's not who is the asshat, Is am I the asshat, Him. not the asshat so she not, is not the attack. she
2: is not if we have to make a just oh, a there's yeah there's no gray because that's the way it. there's no gray. Okay. no gray so she's not no no she well, is well he's but, the bigger I mean, he's well, the bigger yeah, one that's maybe not, is, that is that what the, yeah. we're saying no yeah, you just say cups.
0: but you just have to answer for that person that's yeah. what it is okay, okay. you guys say we, no I say yes a little
2: okay well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she's gonna have a different thread that's
1: very uh, love gray it. <laughs> am I
2: kind of the uh continues right after this